Good morning, everybody. How are you today? But today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Dafkuf Tess in Masechah Sivamas, but we've fallen somewhere behind. We're 21 lines down, we'll call it. In the middle of Kuf Chesam and Bezin, the story is like this. We're talking in this parak, Beishamai, the 13th parak of Yivamas, about Miun. Miun is that fascinating thing that a little girl can do if she's not down for her arranged marriage that her Durbanan, her arranged Durbanan marriage, done so by her mom and her brother, or her brother. Now, one of the fascinating aspects of me and that we were talking about yesterday was that in this following sequence, a man takes in this girl, right? Uh, so this Darabon marriage takes place. And then subsequently, he is Megarish her. And so he gives her a get, okay? That's one way to break it off. Mind you, right, when this arrangement is made, each one of them has a recourse how to break it off. His recourse is to give her a get. It's not like he has to keep her forever, even though it's a marriage Durbanan. He's allowed to give her a get. And she also has a recourse. That's what makes it unique, right? When a Gadola gets married, she has her own, right? Uh, she needs to have, as we've discussed, she needs to have consent. And so when a mature adult woman gets married, she gives consent. And then the only way that that marriage is broken is if the husband gives her get. That's why we get into trouble sometimes when we have agudos, right? Because women who do, don't want to get married, they, we need to figure out, as the Rambam says in Hilchus Gershon in the second parak, the only way you can get out of marriage with two consenting adults is for the man to give the get. He's the only one that can initiate it, right? As opposed to when this Durabanan girl gets into those situation and is uh, married off by her uh, mom, let's say. So she actually, that's the one unique case where she has the opportunity that she can uh, initiate breaking it off. And that's the miyun. And as we discussed, all she has to do is look at him funny and say, according, we paskin that all she has to do is um, express displeasure and she's off. She can get out of the marriage. Now, Superimpose all of that on the idea of Machzir Grushaso. What's Machzir Grushaso? There's an Isser Lav, it's written in the Torah, that says the man who gets divorced, he can take that woman back as his wife. He can. But only if she had not married somebody in the interim. If she married somebody in the interim, then he cannot take her back. Now, a fascinating aspect of Meun that you may not have expected. If a man gets divorced with a katana, he gives her a get. And then, subsequent to that, he takes her back. He's allowed to do that, right? Assuming she hadn't been with anyone in the interim. So he's taking her back. And then, after he takes her back, she decides that she's not interested. And she does miyun. And then she marries somebody else. And then that somebody else dies. And she's still a katana, right? Or maybe even if she's not a katana anymore, but while that second person died, she's a katana, the husband, the first husband, can take her back. And so what it seems like is that the miyun, right, canceled out the, the girishin. That whereas, if, there, if the first husband had not taken back and there had been no miyun, then he would not be able to take her back if somebody else married her in between. But here somehow, because she came back and then on her own volition, did of her own volition, did Miun, for some reason, that does not qualify as Machzir Gushaso. That is fascinating. And then the Mishnah, so that, that was one of the things we learned in the Mishnah. And then the second thing that we learned in the Mishnah was the Mishnah ended up saying that 
if five subsequent wins, so you now you're taking a katana that's mar- let's say does meon on one guy, and then she goes and marries another guy, or get and and you have to see how is that marriage taking place. Um, presumably, it has to be a case where her mother and her brother are marrying her off because we see that it's only in that kind of marriage where she could do meun. So what she does is she divorces the first guy, gets meun on the second guy, then divorces the third guy, then gets meun on the fourth guy, then she divorces the fifth guy. Okay? So, or the other way around. She does meun and, and she does a combination of alternating meun and, uh, and gerishin on sequential husbands. When a woman does that, the Mishnah says all the men that she did Gerishin on, she cannot go back to, right? In other words, because on all those men that she did Gerishin on, she first did Gerishin, then married someone else. And so that would be Machzir Grishaso. All the men that she did Miun on, she can go back to. Because we know that when you do Miun, you can, there's no Isser of Machzir uh, Miuna or whatever, the uh, Machzir, a woman that did Miun. The problem that we were in the middle of solving was, that that seems to be a, that seems to be a contradiction in the Mishnah because after all, if we are already established in the first part of the Mishnah that once you do me and you uh, dissolve the uh, initial garrison that happened beforehand, then why is it that all the men that did garrison can't take her back? Is it not true that after those men did garrison? That, uh, that she also did Miun with someone else, and shouldn't the Miun have canceled the, that Gershon? So what the Gemara was in the middle of saying was, well, what do you mean? In the case that we were talking about in the beginning of the Mishnah, she first did Gershon, and then did Miun on the same guy, with the same guy. Why would Miun from another guy cancel the Gershon of a previous guy? And so the question that the Gemara is discussing now is, we know that Mion has this unique power to cancel a Gershon that's beforehand, and we will soon hear a svar as to why it does so. But why would Mion actually cancel the Gershon of a different guy? And so now we say, Ela Ikasha, right? So now we have the question, says the Mishnah. So we supposed one thing yesterday, but now in the middle we said, Ela Ikasha, the Chave, the Chave Kasha. The question is internal to this case of Chavre ad Chavre, which is where she's divorcing and then doing Miyun on sequential different guys as follows. Says the Gemara, Miyun above Eichzira, Nasum la Gevenisa The halacha that we said was that if um, the case was that if the fir- she does Miyun on the first husband and then he takes her back and then he gives her a get, right? So the Mishnah had said both cases. In other words, the Mishnah said if he does get and then Miyun <clears throat> then he could take her back. But if he does meun, if she does meun, right, and then subsequent to that she comes back, and then the and then the first husband, all with the one husband, and then that one husband gives her a get, then he can't take her back, right? So within one man, it all that matters is what you did last. If she did meun last, he can take her back. If he did garrison last, he cannot take her back, assuming she married somebody in, in between. So, right? So if the last thing that was done after she did meun was that he... It was that she came back and the man gave her, gave her a uh, get and then she married somebody else, Venice Armalor and Nisgarsha, and then that second marriage was dissolved either by him dying or giving her a get. Asura Lachzerlo, right? So that, that was what the Mishnah had said, that she cannot go back to the first man. So says the Gemara, time in Nisarmalor and Nisgarsha. The only reason it sounds like the woman, uh, 
the, the girl can't go back to her original husband who had given her a, gear, uh, a get was because she had been divorced or widowed from the second husband. However, However, if you make an inference from that part of the Mishnah, even with in that case, it sounds like if the case was that the first husband gave her a garrison after Mion, and then the second husband gave, she did Mion on, it sounds like she would be able to go back to the first husband, even though the first husband had given her garrison, as the Gemara spells out right now. It says, and if that inference is actually correct, that would mean that the second Baal's Mion would actually, yes, cancel the first Baal's Gerashin. So that, says the Gemara, is in fact internally contradictory in the Mishnah. Because in the part where you have that second Baal um, giving her Mion, she can go back. So then what are we talking about in the case of the of the Mion and then Gershon and Mion and Gershon and Mion and Gershon, what are we saying when we say all the guys that did Gershon cannot take her back? That seems like that's not true. Seems like even if another dude does Mion or has Mion done to him by the Kala, by this Katana, then she can go back to the previous dude even if that previous dude had done Gershon. So which, how do you reconcile these two parts of the Mishnah? So the Gemara says, and now the Gemara just spells it out. Contrast that with the second part of the Mishnah, where it says, Right? So in this case of that Mishnah, first she did Mion on one guy, then Gershon is the guy number two. She, and then she does Mion on three. And then, and then he does Gershon on four. And then she does Mion on five. Zehaklal said the Mishnah. As we said in our intro here, that if she went out with a get, she can't go back if However, if she herself did Mion, she can go back. And that certainly would mean that when you have the subsequent Mion, right, that does not cancel out the get of the previous dude. So the inference from the first part of the Mishnah implies that Mion will cancel out, we call this clear history. First part, the first part of the Mishnah sounds like Mion clears all of her history and she can go back to whoever she had been married to regardless of how that marriage was dissolved. And then this second part of the Mishnah clearly says that when you have, right, alternating sequential guys of Gershon and Mion, only those who she did Mion with she could go back. So is a Mion a clear history of clearing all the history of what she's done? Or does a Mion only clear the previous Mion and not the Gershon that she had done? How, and, and the Mishnah is sending us mixed messages. How do we reconcile this? So I'm a Rabbi Lazar. Tavra, you're right. Those are two very different messages. And in fact, Tavra means it cannot be, it's a contradiction, and it cannot be that the same Tanaic author wrote both parts of the Mishnah because they're just that, so inconsistent. As he says, Mishishana Zu, Loshana Zu. He who wrote one part of that Mishnah did not write the other because those are two contradictory things. And that's going to be Eliezer's resolution. That's the only thing you can think of because it's hard to say that one, one uh, part of the Mishnah says clear history means clear all of her history and the other one says clear only the Mion and not the Gershon. However, Ula Amar, Ula says no. It could be the same Tana, but it's a different case. What's so unusual about this case? Well, something's very unusual about this girl. She is in fourth grade, 
and yet she's quite precocious when it comes to uh, uh, relationships because she's already thrice divorced in fourth grade. That's precocious indeed. And so she's ahead of her time. She, and she, she's, uh, you know, 10 going on 60. And she is therefore viewed by the rest of the community as an adult. In other words, once you're divorced three times, you have like life experience. When she writes songs, she writes it with the gravitas of somebody who's really been through it all. And so that is causing a unique sort of like Darabonan shash. What is that? That when she gets, when she goes back to her husband, people treat her like an adult. Well, guess what? When you have an adult, there is no opportunity for Mian, right? An adult girl can't do Mian. An adult girl can only go out by Gershon. And an adult girl, if she gets divorced and then marries somebody else, can never go back to the husband. So it is only because of this unique status of this woman, says Ula, that she's viewed as an adult. Therefore, we don't let her go back any time that she's had Gershon. Once she's had Gershon three times, everyone, because people will confuse her, we don't want people to confuse that with Machzor Gushasa, right? Fine. So now, having said that, if you're going to say that really it's just one Tana, and in the case of the uh, man, uh, in the case of doing Miun, it's always going to be clear history, right? Even the Gershon history. And it's only because of the fact that the girl was uh, divorced three times that it doesn't clear all of her history. So now we have to figure out who is this Tana that holds, says the Gemara, Tana, who is this Tana that holds that Mian clears all history, not only for the man that she's with, but even for the, all the previous men? So I'm reviewed on Marav, This is the Pasuk of Eicha that says that things are going to get so bad, or things were so bad, that water, which is normally free, would have to be sold. People are going to buy bottled water. Can you imagine such a tragedy? L'chaim, by the way, Andrew. People are going to buy water. So, why are we saying this? Because this, whole, this question that I'm asking you right now, Andrew, even though you came back from the wedding and you're tired, just know, this people spend about $180,000, 400 zoos, I don't know, I'm assuming it's $180,000, to find out this question. Why did they have to pay that money to find the question? We're going back to Rikiba in jail, Andrew. This was during the Corbin by Shaney, and... The big Adolim were already in jail. And the only way you could find out the, question, the answers to the most pressing questions was to bribe some of the guards to let you in to ask the question. So the, the piece of Gemara that now we're learning for free, this is something that at one point in Jewish history, you would have had to pay $180,000 to find out the answer. So here we go. It was during those korban that this halacha was asked. And This was exactly the question that was asked. When a woman, a girl, goes out with the first man with the second guy with the miyun, can she go back to the first man? Does the miyun of a second dude wipe out the get of the first? So, Sakhur Adam Echad they paid a guy 400 zuz or $180,000, Bashalos and they bribed somebody to go into Rabbi Kiva and ask this very question. Wow. The million dollar question, as they say. And similarly, oh, the Asr, rather, I'm sorry. And Rabbi Kiva said, no, it's Asr, meaning 
The Mi'un does not clear history. It does not clear the history of Gerishin, only the history of previous Mi'unin. And then they asked the Rebbe Yudim Ben Velsa. They also, also asked Rebbe Yudim Ben They bribed uh, a second time, and he also said there was Usr. So, Amar Rabbi Shemal Rabbi Yossi, Lezu Lo So, first of all, Rav says that this question of whether the Mi'un of a girl clears the garrison of the previous guy, that that was the question that was posed of Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yehuda ben Seirah. However, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi, the aforementioned Talmud of Rebbe who walked uh, over uh, the Talmudim and was called out by uh, Abdon, so he says that that, in, in fact, was not the million-dollar question because he was free, and he says, I could have answered that question, and I'm telling you that it's not us, sir for a girl to go back to her original husband if, if she did uh, meun on the second husband. Why? Because, as he says, lezulo tzrachnu, why? Because of the following, kal v'chomer, le'isr karis hitarta, le'isr lav lo kol shekein. Follow me along with this kal v'chomer. We're calling meun clear history, right? Because after all, we're going to say that if a girl did meun, she can actually dissolve a marriage. What do I mean? Well, let's say a, a woman, a, a mom, takes her orphan daughter and marries her off. And that orphan daughter w- was living happily with the husband that she, she loves the husband that she was married off to. And they're living like husband and wife and they're loving it, Andrew. They're going on vacations, they're taking long walks on the beach, they're even having children. I mean, they are loving life. They're living their best life. Can another man go and then take her in as a wife if the, ma- the marriage was never dissolved, not through Gerishin, not through Mia, not through nothing? No. She's considered an Aishas Ish, right? Until proven otherwise, right? She's considered an Aishas Ish. That marriage is a real marriage. It's a marriage to Rabbanon, but she's considered an Aishas Ish. You would not be able to go and take her as your wife. And yet... If the woman expresses displeasure, she that displeasure called Mion cancels out her ishus to said husband that she was married off to. So says Ula that if if a man were to go violate her prior to Mion, that would be an isrkari savacious ish, and yet Mion can clear the history that she's had with this man. If she decides that she no longer wants to stay with him, she can clear her entire ishus status. With just one meun. So we know that that meun is very powerful indeed. Says Rabbi Shmuel Berb Yossi that if a meun can clear history and create a situation where it deletes a Doraisa Aishas Ish status, so do you think that a meun can't clear all of the history and delete just a mere Machzir Grushaso Lav Minatara? That's nothing. That's easy to delete, right? Once you're clearing history, if you're deleting Ishus, like in the classical sense, then of course you're deleting this Isser Durabanan. So according to Rabbi Ishmael Rabbi Yossi, that's the easiest question in the world. So, and it doesn't matter whether it's the same guy or a different guy. Once you've done Mion with anybody as a Katana, your entire relationship history gets wiped out and you are starting over. You could even go back to one of the original guys that you're married to. Wow. Okay, that's his compelling uh, Kavachomer argument. Says Rabbi Shmuel, to continue and explain, 
Baram kach shalu. So he says, wait a minute. If that's the case, then what was the story that we have of this million dollar question? What, in fact, was the million dollar question? Says we show Yossi, this was the question, an unrelated question, really. A question having to do more with Yavamas, actually. Where we know, as Rashi explains, in Ashes Achiaem, you know, my my aunt from my father's side is Asr Raisa, right? If she if she's Ashes Achiaav, that's an Ervadar Raisa. But my aunt Linda happens to be not a real. She's called a Shnia Leirayas. She's quite, kind of like a Derbanan, right? Uh, as Rashi says, Shnia Midivrei Sofrim. She's a Gazera. She's re- my aunt Linda is really my aunt. I think of her as my aunt, but she's my mother's brother's wife. That's what she is, Aunt Linda. And she's technically Usr Durabanan. She's not an Erva Deoraisa. So what would be the case if one's right, mother, right mother's brother's wife fell to one in Yibum? Well, that's an interesting case. Shehi Shnialo, right? Right, so what what would be the case if one's mother's brother's wife was a katana and her husband died and 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 then after her husband died she does a mune to her yavam, right? She refuses, right? The yavam, okay, and takrinli suin kamai. What would be? What would that do? Well, she does miyun. How is she going to do miyun after the guy died? Well, she's going to somehow do miyun and uproot her first marriage. We already talked about that. We said it's possible that the second husband, the Yavam, is taking over for his brother, and by doing miyun, you're uprooting the entire original marriage. So if that's the case, what would that accomplish? She could be do yibum. This is a little bit complicated, or a lot complicated. There's girsaws here because. Can she do Yibum? Or is it only to be Pota her Tsara that we're doing this? But be that as it may, right? Because you see the gears here. Some say Tsarasa and some take it out. But you can, you can go in, down a Lumdus rabbit hole and explain it both ways. But suffice it to say, that was the question. Can she do this Yibum afterwards in order, can she do this Miyun afterwards in order to make this Yibum go? And that is now explained. Yesh Miyun Lachamisim Yunkam Mitzvah or Lo? The question would be, can she do Miyun posthumously, right, after their husband already died, in order to facilitate the Mitzvah of, of Yibum or not? Right? Because Mitzvah of Yibum is the Raisa, right? And the Miyun, as we know, right, that whole, uh, that whole Zika, that whole connection that she has is a Darabanan. So, that was a real conundrum. So, Sakrish Nebne Adam Be'abam El Zuz, and that's where the story picks up, where they went, and they paid all this exorbitant money to ask, and it was that which Rabbi Kiva said, you cannot do. You cannot do the posthumous meum in order to facilitate Yibum. And then, so those were the cases that were Asr. But the case that we said before of the, uh, the meum, that was clear, according to Rishmael Berbiosi, clear that that was, in fact, mutter to do and that that would clear all of the history and she could go back to the original husband. Okay, that was that. Now, that on top of all of that, right, see, Rabbi Yudah Marav disagrees. Rabbi Yudah Marav was the one that thought that the, the question that was asked was whether she can go back to the original Baal. 
Now, do you think he thinks that that was the question that they paid? That was the million dollar question they paid Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Huda ben Seir to answer. Whether he right, he's the original opinion that thinks that the that the question was whether she can go back to the original Baal after Miun. And so all that Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Ashian is adding is that even if you hold that she can't go back to the original Baal with respect to her relationship to the original brother of the original Baal that she is mutatu, even though normally when you do gerishin, mind you, a woman is normally married to another man and everybody's adults. If a man does gerishin to her, she can't go ahead and marry his brother ever, even if that man, original man, were to die. You're never allowed to marry a dude's brother once you've been married to him, if you're divorced from him, because we're afraid that she's going to like start brother swapping. So we, we shut that down. But in this unique case of gerishin, and then Miun on the second guy, with respect to the Machzir Grushaso aspect, that already we're still going to allow the brother to marry because in some respects, even though the Miun does not entitle her to go back to her original Baal, it does entitle her to go back to the brother of the original Baal. Why? Well, this goes back to what we said yesterday. Why do we say that normally, really, what we're learning here is that Miun should really clear all of the history and that the Svara of Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi is actually a really good Svara. That it should clear everything. The only reason we're not, we're not letting her go back to the original Baal is because we're afraid that the Mian's been compromised somehow. And because the original Baal has his ways with her and he knows how to manipulate her and it's not a really sincere Mian. That's the only reason. And so that applies to the original Baal because he knows the tricks of how to make pressure buttons. But the brother doesn't know the tricks. So with respect to the brother, their history is going to be completely cleared. Wow. Okay, are we going to even get to Kavtas? Let's see. So the Gemara, Pshita, that should be obvious. Who near the Makaris Mimizos of Kurtzosov of Al-Achivlo? Well, the Gemara thinks that that's Pashit, what we just said. That, she, that the reason why the Mian is compromised with respect to the original Baal is because she, uh, because it's only with him that she has this, he has this hold over her because they know each other's moves. But the brother does not have a hold over her, and therefore, there should be no problem once Miam, it clears history with respect to him completely. Then the Gemara says, Ma'udatayim, the legs are high, are too high. But the whole question then becomes, you might have thought that we, once we don't let him go back to the original brother, we should not let him go back to, to the original husband, rather. We should not let him go back to any of his brothers. Kamash no. That she can go back to his brothers. She can't not go back to the original husband, according Right to Rav, but she can go to his brothers. And some say it exactly the opposite. Burman points out that that which we said was Pshita uh, over here, we're saying well, maybe not so Pashit, maybe it's the opposite. Just like she's also to the original husband, she should also be also to all of his brothers. I asks the Gemara in the second version. But she, what do you mean? She's, she, the, the brothers of this husband don't have a hold over her, so why do we not allow her to go back to them? So why do, so says the Gemara, Gezerah achivatuhu, that yeah, we don't allow it because of a Gezerah. Because once we don't let him go back to the original brother, you know, husband, we are gonna say that the whole family is off limits. You can't go back to him, you cannot go back to the husband either. We're at the hopeless time of 6 a.m., and we are at the mission at the very bottom of Kulchesim Beis, and, and the following topic. A man divorces a woman, remarries her, so we say <clears throat> she, she can still be permitted to the Yavam. Again, he divorces her, takes her back in, and then dies. And then he dies childless. 
So yeah, she should, so why should she not be allowed to the Yavam? Well, because we already said, Andrew, a machzir gushaso you're allowed to do. Here's a, fasc- here's a fascinating um, irony. If a man divorces a woman, he could take her back. But we already said, Andrew, if a man divorces a woman, the brothers are no longer allowed to marry her. Even if he dies, they're not allowed to marry her. Right? Because they're not supposed to marry. That's called grushas achiv. You're not allowed to marry grushas achiv. So the question is, the fascinating question, it's amazing we haven't asked this until now. We're already on Kufches, and now actually we're on Kuftes in, in Yuvamus, and we, we never asked this fascinating question. What happens if a man right, divorces a woman, which he's allowed to do, takes her back, because she hasn't married in the middle, because she's also allowed to do, and then he dies. So that's a fascinating conundrum. He was allowed to take her back, but the Yavam has the Isra of Grusha Zachiv, right? And so now he has the Isra of Grusha Zachiv superimposed on the, on the Mitzvah of Yibam. So yeah, so does that get canceled out or not? So the Tanakhama says that he's, it does get canceled out. However, Rabbi Lezer also, Rabbi Lezer says it does not get canceled out. You have an Isser of Grushas Achiv. And similarly, And that would be true whether the woman is a Gedola or if it was a Durabanan um, situation where she was a, a Katana and he brought her back. In both, in both of those cases, there's a machlokas where the Tanakhama says it's mutter to the yavam, and Rabbi Eliezer says oser. Rabbi Eliezer oser, um, and then katana sheisia aviyah v'nisgarsha. Okay, or now we have the wildest case of them all in a sense. Well, now, the, half the other cases are wilder, but this is an interesting case that you have a katana. Now this katana had a father, and he married her off. Now he married her off, but she got divorced. So when a father, unlike when a mother and a brother marries a katana off, that's a derabanan wedding, and she can undo that with yibum. But when a father marries her off, as we said, that is explicit in the Torah that that can be done. That's a derabaisa wedding. She can't do me on a on a on, on a wedding wedding like that on a on a relationship like that, right? You can't. You can only do me on the derabanan when you've been sold off by your mother or your brother. But you can't do me on a derabaisa when you've been sold off by your dad. It's only when you're orphaned that it works. Okay. This woman was unbelievable. She's in fourth grade and she was sold off by her dad. But guess what? The husband didn't like her. She didn't have a recourse as far as Mion. But he divorced her. Well, guess what? When her dad sold her off, he, she left, as Rashi explains, his domain. She's in the husband's domain. Okay? Now, the husband that she was married to, Doraisa, by her, the father, divorces her. Well, guess what, Andrew? She's a fourth grader in no man's land. She's no longer go, she doesn't go back to her father. And she can't go back to her husband, who's Megarsher. And so she has like this independent status, even though she's a Katana. Right? Katana, she's the Aviv and it's Garsha. We call that Kiyasoma Bechaye Ha'av. Wow. She's like in no man's land. She's considered orphaned, even though her father's still alive. Because she no longer has any connection where her father has any dominion over her. Because he had relinquished that dominion, so to speak, to her husband. And therefore, Vehichzira. So let's say that husband, that uh, divorced her, then takes her back in, and then he dies once uh, while she's still a katana. So all this went down while she's still a katana. 
It is in that case that the Tanakama will agree with Rebbe Lazar that she is also to the Yavam. Why? Why, why would in all the other cases that we said, we say that you could do Yibam? Well, because that Yibam is Daraisa. Well, the reason here is because the Ashes Ach is Daraisa, right? And the Yibam is Daraisa, right? So there we're going to say that it's also to the Yibam. That's incredible, right? Okay. Because um, Rashi explains, the Havilak Grusha Velmedes. She's a real Grusha, right? It's like, uh, well, what happened was like this. This is really, and I have to explain it, what Grusha Velmedesin, because if I don't explain this, I have not done you, uh, I've not done this justice. Machzir Grushaso will work in a Darabanan where the, the marriage was Darabanan. Machzir Grushaso also works for adults. Machzir Grushaso should not work for the case of the floating fourth grader minor orphan. And why? Because the minor orphan neither has her own cognitive ability to consent to the wedding because she's a minor, nor does she have the authority of her mother, Midar Banan, or her father, Midar Raisa, to marry her off. In other words, no one can marry her off and she can't marry herself off. She's a orphan b'chaye ha'av. She can't marry herself off because even though she's independent, so to speak, in the sense that she's dissociated from her dad, she doesn't have the das. She's not, a, she's not an adult. She doesn't have the das requisite to, to allow to be married. Ah. So that wedding of all of the weddings, the machzer grushaso of a katana, right? That machzer grushaso of a katana is the least zika. In other words, it's as if she's still a grusha. It's as if they did nothing. Right? It's as if that dude who brought her back in isn't married to her yet. Such that if he dies while she's still a katana, there is no yibum. In other words, if a man divorces a woman and then drops dead, childless, nobody's going to do yibum for him. He divorced her. Right? There's no zika there. Right? So that's what this case would be considered. Even, right, even the Tanakhama would agree that there's no yibum there. So now, Omar Eifa, uh, my time at Rabbi Laza. Why does Rabbi Laza think that she's also to the the, to the Yavim, even in the other case where there's still some sort of Zika, says, Rabbi, says Eifa, Yeah, because in other words, even though it's true that he was Machzir Grushaso, right? Uh, and now they're living, in the first cases, they are living in a sanctioned marriage, right? Because somebody married, must have married her back off to him. Even though that's true, or in the case of an adult that was Machzir Grushaso, Let's say, we're talking about adults. Why shouldn't you do Yibam? They were married. Yeah, but there was a moment in there where they weren't married. And at that moment, Yichap the Nisr of Eshes Achiv, and at that point, right, you no longer are allowed to so, to do Yibam. Because once you have that Isr once, that Isr, that stain doesn't go away, right? You can take over, so to speak, your brother's estate and, and, and walk in his shoes. But you cannot take over and walk in his shoes if he had already had history with this woman or he divorced her because then that woman is off limits to you. Midar Raisa as an Eishas Ach for that moment. Okay. So Amrle Rabbanu Le'efa but Rabbanu said to him Wait a minute. But we know that we said in the Mishnah that the recourse for such a case is that you have to do Chilatzi. Right? Uh, chalitza. And we're going to quote it now. It's a Brisa. You say it's true. You can't do Chalitza. That's not. It can't be the case. Because Rabbi Leezer, Amr Cholatzis, right? Because Rabbi Leezer, we know that he says that the halach is that what should the brother do? Do chalitza. So wait a minute. 
If he has no connection to this woman because she's an Eishas Ach, so then why is, in, why is he doing Chalitza? He should, she should just be free to go without Chalitza. El Amar Eifer, Eifer has to say like this. I have to tell you that this Chalitza, I don't understand. So now we're going to have multiple uh, Maraim taking a stab as, what, as to why Rebbe Lezer would have to do Chalitza. Mimonofshach, they're saying. Right? Eifer doesn't get it. Mimonofshach. If she has a Zika to him, she, then, then he has to do Yibum. If she's not connected to him, then he has to do. Then he then he doesn't have to do chalitza. So where does Rabbi Lezer gets the, this idea that the brother of a right that the yavam of a dude who was machzir grushaso, where does he get the idea that he does chalitza? So Abaya takes the first stab. Here we go. Hainu time of the Rabbi Elazar. Lamdus. Let me ask you a question, Andrew. When a Yavim takes over for the previous Baal, what's like the moment that the Kiddushin took place, so to speak, right? Because we're not going to have a Kiddushin ceremony. So when did he really become her husband? At the time that, the bro- that his brother died? Or do we say we're now making it as if he is taking over for his brother and we're going to relive everything that happened from the moment that his brother, it's as if he steps into his brother's kittel under the chuppah of the original Kiddushin. And it's as if they start all over from the very beginning. In other words, Yibam has this incredible impact where it's like, it's as if you're back to your wedding day just with this surrogate brother-husband dude. And that's how it works. Why are we saying that? Because if what it does is this magical thing where you're reliving your wedding day with a surrogate husband dude, well, guess what? That's only going to work if you've been blissfully married this whole time. And then you take on this magical thing and you start all over. With the man going back to the start of that wedding. Oh. But if they had a checkered past where the original husband married her, then divorced her, and they had this like on again, off again relationship, like Billy Martin and the Yankees. So if that's the case, so then the, 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 the brother, the Yavim, can't take that on. You can't expect him to take that on. It just doesn't make any sense. It's as if like he went back and then got divorced, went back, got divorced. That's not, we're not going to be reliving that. That's literally what Abai is saying. Watch this. That e haram right haram yibum so it's like this she falls to him for yibum if you're going to say that it, we go back to the start then you say right so um, right so that's the case so again if we only get, go back to when the brother died I'm going back here because I skipped. Three words. So again, that's the suffix uh, of Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar, that Abai is saying, Rabbi Elazar is saying, do chalitza because he's not sure whether you go back to the day that the brother died or you go back to the original wedding. If you go back to imisama palace, which means you go back to the day the brother died, then haramia kamil yibum. Then do yibum. Take over, right? It's like handing off a baton. But But if it's not like handing off a baton, it's like going back to the start. Then ha'amda love shachas biser. Then you're taking on the whole pekala, including the gerushin in between, and that you cannot do right that far back. The yavam can't go because he can't step into that um, into that mess, and therefore nisuin, um, and therefore he was misupik. At which point the yibum is so to speak chal, and that's why he said, "I'm not sure." Therefore, do chalitza. That's the suggestion of Abaya. So again, Efa doesn't know why. Uh, Rabbi Lazar said it. Abaya says because he was specific about this lumdus of whether it goes back to the start or to 
or handing off the baton at the Misa. And now Rava makes a suggestion. Rava, now Rabbi knows that it's handing off the baton. We're not going back to the start and reliving the first brother's life. However, Yeah, but the reason Rabbi Lazar, it's just a Gazera. Rabbi Lazar says, do Chalitza, because guess what? Not everybody knows what's going on when it comes to Machzir Grushaso. So just make it like a, it looks like a Grushas Achiv for sure. And certainly a Grushas Achiv where he didn't take her back, right? You're not allowed to do Yibaman. So let's not get confused people. Not only that, but people don't always know when he takes her back, right? How do they know that he took her back? Maybe like they were in the works of getting back together and, and they hadn't announced it yet. And then people are easily going to be confused. And they're going to think that you're allowed to do Yibam and Agusha Sachiv, which certainly you're not. So Adar Rabbi the Gemara says, what do you mean they're not going to know? Chazara keva the Yasva to say Islay Kala. What do you mean? He's going to be Machzer Gushaso and people aren't going to know? Are you kidding me? Do you think if somebody was Machzer Gushaso, the whole Baltimore wouldn't find out within five seconds? That's the biggest hawk there is. She's back with the guy. Um, however, we say, no, Milas Kina da Adra Bursa Yeah, but maybe it was really early in the case. She took her back at night. And then the next morning already he died. So if that's the case already, so then people, there's not going to be enough of a uh, awareness of it and people are going to get confused. And therefore, that's the reason, according to Rava, that Rabbi Lezah says, just do chalitza because we don't want people to, even though he holds that, in fact, this chalitza is not necessary. He's just doing it as a gezerah, right? He's he really, um, uh, he's just doing it as a gezerah. Right. Um, no, no. Really, she could do Yibam, rather. No, he holds that the Chalitza, that, that Yibam could be done, because Misa Mapelas. In other words, he's allowed to do Yibam, but don't do Yibam, do a real Chalitza here, because we don't want people to get confused with the case of Gershon. Fine. Ravashi gives the final suggestion here. Ha'inu time the The Gazar Hani Mishim Yisoma B'chaya Zira. Ha. The Gezerah is not because of a, um, a Grusha, but because of the Yisom B'chaya Av that we talked about. What happened if you have the Yisom B'chaya Av? We said, she's in limbo and he's not allowed to take her back. And yet, what happens if he does? Well, in that case, you're not allowed to do Yibum. Right. So it's fascinating. The case of Rava is where you are allowed to do Yibum, and that's why we do Chalitza, because we have to do Chalitza, because we don't want him to be confused with an adult who is Megarish a woman. And... However, Ravashi is saying, no, a lumdish case where it has nothing to do with what people find out, but rather with what people's perception is, a weird, a weird case. We're going to confuse it with Yisom B'chaya Av where you don't have to do Yibam. Remember, Rashi had told you, if this woman, who's a fourth grader, was divorced and then taken back in by the same dude, right, she is like a divorcee. She's living with him, but she has a status of a divorcee, which means that if that said dude were to die while she's still a katana, right, childless, there is no yibum chiyuv, right? Because when a man divorces a woman and doesn't get back with her, then there's no chiyuv of yibum here. And yet, Rav, Rav Elazar is suggesting a chalitza, like a mak chalitza, because otherwise it would be a bad look, because people are going to think that uh, if we're going to, if we're, because people are going to think that it's necessary to do yibum here, and we don't want there to be any laws or any bad um, you know, press that, you know, the children are mamzerim or anything. So just do chalitza to clarify everybody's perceptions. Fine. And now we're going to say that, in fact, this Ravashi's suggestion here is the most logical. 
because it's meduyak with the seifa. Because don't forget, that's the case. In fact, that's brought down in our Mishnah that a woman who married that was married off by her father midoraisa and then got divorced. She's like a floating yisoma. She cannot get married uh, because she doesn't have the das to do so. And yet. The original Baal took her back in. She's certainly also to the Yavim. No Yibam here, man. She's a divorcee. So Hamayla Memra. Wait, why do we need to say this? Pash, Pshita. It's Pasha. What do you mean? Of course she's also. She's like a Gurusha. Why would we think that there would be any Havamina to do Yibam? Yeah, the reason why we even brought that whole case on the mission in the first place is time to Rebbe the Gaza is to teach you that this is the reason why Rebbe Lazar was Gozer to do Chalitza in, the pre, in all the other cases. That the reason why he was Gozer, Chalitza, even though Yibam could be done, was because there's cases where Yibam cannot be done. And therefore, just do Chalitza across the board in order to avoid problems and confusion. Shmami, oh, that sounds logical. Let's learn that out. And now, Tanya Kavaseda Ravashi, and now we're going to have a Brisa that's going to be like cut and paste and basically say everything over that we've said piece by piece in one long flowing prose as follows. The Chacham are going to agree with Rebelazar that if a Katana, that her father married her off and then she got divorced, she's considered like in, like a, in no man's land, which is to say she's like a Grusha, that even though her father is still alive, she has no power. He has no power to marry her off anymore because he's relinquished that power to the Baal. She has no power to marry herself off because she is not yet of age, and therefore she's a floating Yasoma, even though her father is still alive. And a person who were to bring her in could not do so. She has surely Yavam. She's not allowed to marry a Yavam because after all, she's mamish like a Grusha. Why? As the Brisa spells out, Mepnesha Girushea, Girushin Gemurin, Vein Charzarasa, Chazara Gemura. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying it. The Girushin was, was good. You could, you could be Megar Shikatana, but bring her back in, that's not a complete Chazara at all. Because after all, she, she doesn't have the Das to go back to you, dude. And her father is no longer in the picture because you took over. So, Bamed Varimamurin, what are we talking about? Shigir Shikatana, Vichzir Shikatana. That would only be the case when he took her back. He divorced her as a katana and then took her back as a katana. When she's a katana, she has no such right to go back. But if he divorced her when she was a katana, waited for her to, to get older, or or even didn't wait and took her back when she was a katana, the godla etzlo. But, but lo and behold, she, be, she grew up being in, uh, in this situation and then proceeded to continue to be married to him for another 20 years. Right, and then Umais, and then he died childless. Well, they lived like husband and wife with her as a kadola. At some point, that's a consensual relationship, and that would certainly require Yibum, right? Uh, how, and therefore, Ocholetzis Omis Yabemis. Then it's a classic case of whether you do Chalitza or Yibum. And that's Mishum Rabbi Lazar, Amur Cholatzis Velomis Yabemis. And it's in that case where Rabbi Lazar even said, Cholatzis Velomis Yabemis, and then we see why. It's a Gezera. Mishum Yasoma Bechaya Avech Zera. Rav Elazar is simply saying, in all these confusing cases, where there's a machzir grushaso, just do chalitza, man, because there's so many different scenarios. Some of them you can do yibum, some of them you cannot do yibum. So don't do yibum, certainly, because you don't want to do any problems. Do chalitza, and some of them, some of them you can't even, some of them, right, uh, you, you should do Yibam, some of them you shouldn't, so just do Chalitza, and this way you won't run into problems. And then, Okay, so all this is true of her, but what if there's multiple wives here? 
Would you say that all of this gezera goes to the co-wife? He goof a gezera, yeah. The gezera is, what we just explained with Rabbi Lazar, is this chalitza itself is a gezera. So that's a gezera. Are we going to take a gezera? We're going to take the gezera and apply it to the tzara, which is to say, in all the cases where she really is supposed to do yibum, well, guess what? If there's a co-wife, we are going to say that that co-wife could do yibum. But are we sure about that? The Bryson did say, He used the language, Sounds like whatever is good enough for the goose should be good enough for the gander, for the tzara. So, Wait a minute. Doesn't mean her and the tzara, because certainly not both of them are going to do yibum. That never happens. Sounds like the gezerah would go either for the, her or the tzara. That it, he doesn't consider it a gezerah like gezerah, that even the tzara would have a gezerah on her. So no, we reject that. Laugh to roots are coming tarts. No, that's we're gonna to have to change that wording. We're gonna say tarts hachi. He cholitzes that no. We already said that that's a problem because that's a gazela gazera. Only the girl herself would do chalitza. Tsarasa, however, ocholetzes ol misyabemes. That even though he used the language colloquially, he would tsarasa, with respect to the tsarasa, she can do yibum as well in cases where it is appropriate. Now the mission towards the bottom of the Kuftesim. We have two minutes left. So, Andrew, I didn't even bring you to Kuftesim debates because you said that this Shabbos you have a lot of time. Uh, two brothers, this was very complicated, Baruch Hashem, we got to this point, Sheikh uh, Now, two brothers married to two katanas, Umeis Bala Shalachas Mehem. And the husband of one of the two sisters died, Halezu Tesim Mishum Achas Isha. Right? So we're going to say, again, there she's a sister, Dera Raisa, but she's a Yavama, Dera Banan. And that would be uh, true also, Bechen Shtecha Reishos, Gedolo Katana, Meis Bala Shalachas Mehem, Tesim Katana Mishum Achas Isha, or Meis Bala Shalachas However, and there, in that particular case, the Mishnah goes on to a three-way machlokas as to what is the recourse of the achasisha in that very complicated case that probably cannot be um, explained in 30 seconds, I'm afraid. All right, have a good Shabbos. Sorry about the extra homework, but uh, I owe you one. If you want, we'll uh, learn later. Uh, later today or Motsa Shabbos or whenever you want or come walk over on Shabbos well I'll, I'll, I'll give you this whole thing because Ahmed Bayes takes about five minutes